thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We're so glad to have you with us today for Jesus the Healer. Thank you for joining us. And we invite you, get your Bible, get a notepad, and follow along with us. Release your faith. Amen. And expect answers for your life today. Clarity. Amen. We've been quoting something that Jesus said to two blind men who cried out for mercy. During his earthly ministry, they said, have mercy on us, son of David. And then he stopped and he asked them, what do you want me to do for you? I so appreciate that question. How many of you know that he wasn't the one that decided what they received that day they were? What do you want me to do for you? But this is where we left off on the previous episode. If you don't know that he's provided something for you, you won't even answer that question rightly. Sometimes uh, people who don't know that the word says, cast all your care on him. God doesn't want you carrying any worry, any care about your life. Uh, We cast our care on him, not our faith. We still, we release Uh our faith. That doesn't mean we cast down our faith and, and let it slip. We cast our care, but we keep our faith on him. And um, so many times people don't even know that they can live worry-free. Somebody had asked a minister on one occasion and said, I'm under, there's so many cares and burdens of life. And said, would you just pray that God will help me bear them? Well, see, if Jesus could walk up to somebody like that and say, what do you want me to do for you? And they would say, help me bear the burdens of my life. See, if you don't know, you'll ask the wrong thing when he offers you, what can I do for you? Uh So it's not just enough that he offers, what do you want me to do for you? We have to know what will he do and what has he already provided for us? Amen. Those blind men evidently heard that he was a healer because they cried out to receive of that mercy flow, the healing is of the flow of mercy. So they knew something about him and they asked rightly and they received rightly. Amen. Amen. It's not enough that Jesus offers it. We have to have faith to receive what he's offered. Amen. Um, So we've been looking at some things, some uh, visions. I talked about a couple of Dad Hagen's visions. I talked about a vision that my husband had regarding healing. But I want to go back to the last vision that we were talking about on the previous episode. And that is when Jesus appeared to Kenneth Hagen uh, on one occasion when he was in the hospital as a much younger minister, I would say in his 30s somewhere. And uh, he had been out of the will of God. And when he was out of the will of God, he had an accident. He had fallen, not a car accident, but he had fallen and he had dislocated his 
elbow. So they had to um, they had to put him under, and they had to put muscles and things back in place. And it's during that time that he's recovering that Jesus walks into his hospital room, sits down, pulls up a chair, and sits down and talks to him for an hour and a half, and showed him where he had missed God and opened the door to the devil. When we get out of the will of God, we get on the devil's territory and then the devil can attack us. So Jesus made this statement and I want you to write down these three things that Jesus said that day to Brother Hagin because he said them to uh, to him, but they're truths for us. And Jesus said, he said, it is my will that none of my children ever be sick, ever be operated on, or have accidents. Now that's his will. But then brother, uh, Jesus went on and said to brother Hagen, but my children don't always live in my best because, and then he gives three reasons. Number one, they don't know what belongs to them. Number two, if they do know what belongs to them, their faith isn't strong enough to lay hold of it. Or number three, they're in disobedience. Now, see, those three things that Jesus listed that will take us out of his best, they're all fixable. I said they're all fixable. That means we need to fix it. (laughs) If one of those things describe us, we can fix it. I said we can fix it. Under Under the new covenant, as well as under the old covenant, Healing is conditional. The terms of the covenant are conditional. If there are some terms that have to be met for the conditions. We have to know this. I I so appreciate what Brother Copeland says. It's so powerful. He says healing is not a reward. Uh, Healing is a property. Healing is a term of the condition, of the covenant rather. Healing is part of the covenant, but we have to meet the terms of the covenant to receive what is the flow of the covenant. Healing is a flow of the covenant. We have to meet the terms. Jesus told Brother Hagin here three terms. He gave us a list. Know what belongs to us. Have faith strong enough to receive what belongs to us and be in obedience. The flip side of those, if you don't know what belongs to you, if you're not you, if your faith isn't strong enough to lay hold of what belongs to you, or if you're in disobedience, the terms aren't being met. Right. So it's not that God withholds, just get in line with the terms. Yes. Healing is conditional. Yes. People, people don't realize, they say, well, if I if uh, if healing belongs to me, why am I not healed? Conditions have to be met. Amen. Amen. Our side has to be fulfilled. Amen. How many of you know one of the terms of the covenant is we walk in love? (laughs) Why? Because faith works by love. Everything of this covenant is received by faith. Faith works by love. If our love isn't working, our faith isn't working. If we step outside of love, we stepped outside of faith. We might be confessing things of faith, but if we're out of love, we're out of faith. Amen. And so healing, as Brother Copeland has so wonderfully stated is not a reward. It's a property of sonship. It belongs to us because we're in Christ. 
Amen. It's not a reward for good behavior and it's not a reward for time of service in the body. Well, I've served in my local church. Why am I not healed? Because it's not a reward for service. That's not the term. Amen. Good behavior. Well, you know, I don't, I don't know why such and such didn't get healed. I mean, they come to every prayer meet. They had used to come to every prayer meeting. They were part of the church. They were tithers. Well, that, that's good. And that's right. But there are terms that have to be met. That's why we need the help of the Holy Ghost that when we're not seeing where we're missing the term, the Holy Ghost will lead us. The word will show us what we need to do to come in line. But the Holy Ghost will also, he'll guide us and lead us and help us in that. Amen. Um, therefore we cannot become disappointed with God when we realize that healing is not a reward. We can't become disappointed with God or weaken our faith because someone we thought deserved healing uh, didn't receive healing. Okay. It's not a reward. It's not a reward. We don't touch in our thought life why somebody else didn't receive their miracle. Uh, why someone else didn't receive their healing or why that particular thing happened to their family. Don't touch it because you don't know the dealings of God with their own spirit. God deals with us spirit to spirit. Amen. His word deals with our spirit. His, the Holy Spirit deals with our spirit. And there are inner workings and things that go on on, si- on the inside of a man you don't know anything about. That's why we don't touch what happens to someone else because we don't know all those inner workings. And you say, well, I knew them well, but he knows them better. (laughs) Amen. And so we don't want to dismiss ourselves from what he's provided by measuring next to someone else. Amen. And I would say this, don't blame God if someone you loved or believing for didn't receive it because God never fails on his part. Never fails. My husband used to say this, and I, I repeat it often. If there's failure on any part, it's never on God's side. Right. It's only on man's side. Right. And you know what? If it's on our side, we can fix it. Yeah. Right. I said we can fix we it. Can. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, I so appreciate um, one minister told about how as he was a pastor years ago, there was a particular woman that he said she came maybe once every three to four months to church. Mm-hmm. She lived right across the street from the church. And she just came, she was so inconsistent mm-hmm. in her Christian walk. She was inconsistent in her attendance to church. And she had several children. And when one of her children would get sick, she would send word to the pastor, would you come to my house during the week and pray for my child? So this pastor said, I, he said, i tell you the truth. I wasn't sure. He said, because she was not diligent as a Christian. She didn't take the time to do certain things, you know, uh, to give place to things. And he said, uh, so he said, I really wasn't sure. And he said, but never, it never failed. Every time I went over to her home, and ministered to her children, they were always instantly healed, always. And he said, so you know, they weren't healed on my faith because he said I was wavering. They were healed on her faith. She, although she didn't attend church faithfully or she didn't uh, serve in the church faithfully, she believed. She believed. And then uh, this minister said, now I had a deacon in my church 
that when one of their sons would get sick, they'd call for me to come to their house and to pray for their kids. And he said, now these are deacons. They served in the church. The wife was Sunday school director. The man was a deacon. They were there faithfully. They gave their tithes. They gave their offerings. They served in very apparent capacities. And he said, and when I went over to their house, he said, if any of their kids got healed when I prayed for them, I don't even know about it. He said, they never received healing. And he said, one day I had been over to this one woman's house who was unfaithful in church attendance. Then I was at the deacon's house who was faithful in the same time, same day. And he said, this one woman, her kids got healed and the deacon's kids didn't get healed. So he says, I'm, I'm considering this. Uh-huh. I'm sitting in my office and he said, finally, I said to God, all right, I need to have it out with you, God. <laughs> What's he mean? I need to get this clarified yeah. for me. Because it says, I love what the minister said. He said, it looks like God healed the wrong ones. So as he's considering this, God said to him, think back when you went to the house, how did they respond? How did they respond? Mm -hmm. So the pastor thought, well, when I went to the home of the woman who lived across the street, who was unfaithful in her church attendance, he said, when she saw me come out of the church, she was watching for me. She would always come to the front yard and meet me because she was expecting me and she was expecting something to happen for her children. He said, even on one occasion, she came out to the middle of the road and walked me back to her house. What was that? That was expectation. What is that? Faith. Faith. And she said to the to the pastor, she said, you know, I know that I'm not a very faithful Christian, but I got to thinking, Jesus loves those kids. He doesn't want my kids to suffer. What's she drawing on? She's drawing on what Jesus longs to do. She's not measuring her uh, she's, she's not thinking her children are going to get rewarded based on her serving. Because as Brother Copeland says, healing is not a reward. It belongs to us. And what is it that activates the flow of that healing power? Faith. Faith. Not serving. Not works. Listen, we're not saved by works. But once we're saved, works are everything. Works matter. We should, we should bear fruit, much fruit to the glory of God is what the word tells. Because we can bear different measures of fruit, little fruit, a lot of fruit or much fruit. We can bear that and we should be bearing fruit, but we're not healed because we bear fruit. We're healed because Jesus paid the price for it and we believe that price he paid. Amen. Amen. And this is what Brother Copeland is saying. Healing is not a reward. So this woman, she's recognizing, I I don't have my spiritual life in order the way I ought to, but see, she still believed. Uh See, you can have what you think is in order in your spiritual life and not be believing. You can have all your Bible reading in place. Listen, we should read the Bible. You can have all your confessions and we should confess the word. You can pray. 
We should pray. I don't, I don't diminish or belittle those things. They're part of a thriving Christian life that is bearing fruit. But if we're not bringing our faith, none of those things are going to work as they ought. It's faith. I said it's faith that receives. So this woman, even though she recognized her own personal devotion to God was not what it should be, she still had faith in Jesus's care for her children. And Brother Hagen, the minister said every time she got healed, every time. Then he said, I'm, think, I'm sitting in my office and I'm remembering because God is bringing that to me about this woman, how she was so expectant she would come out of her house to meet me. He said, then I remembered I went over to the deacon's house and he said, it played off in front of me like on a television screen. He said, I went around to the, uh, to the side door of their house because that's where they told me to come. And he says, I knock on it and no one comes. He said, I'm hurting my hand. It's a two-story house. He says, I'm hurting my hand knocking. So he said, I pulled out my pocket knife and I'm just taking it and knocking on the door because he says, I can hear them talking and moving inside. I know they're home. Uh And uh, so he said, but they're not answering. And he said, it took, he says, I was there several minutes before they even came to the door Mm. and said, when they came to the door, uh, one of the, I don't remember whether it was the mom or the dad, the husband or the wife that said to him, oh, it's, oh, it's you. He says, yeah, well, you sent your son to call for me that your kids needed healing. He says, well, I told my husband, I don't even know why we even bother to call the pastor. We never get healed. You see? Then they wonder why they don't receive. What can I do for you? But you have to be expecting something. Jesus offers us, what can I do for you? But you have to expect something. And just because we serve doesn't mean we're expecting something. That's right. I'm not belittled of serving. We should serve. Yes. That the, the Christian life should be full of serving. Yes. Absolutely. But the thing is, it's not a substitute for faith. Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. 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 And so said, of course, went and laid hands on the kids and nobody got healed. Why? Well, that's what they were expecting. Nothing. Some Christians try to believe and it's such a struggle for them. And they say, I'm trying to have faith. You don't have to try to have faith. Just act on the word. Yes. Amen. Act on the word. Faith is acting on the word. Yes. Faith is acting yes. like the word is true. That's right. If he says that he, he supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory, which he does say that. Yes, Philippians 4.19, he says to the giver, he says that... Uh, he supplies all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Well, I'm going to act like that's true. When a need shows up, I'm going to act like that's true. I'm not going to try to work up faith and feel like it's true. I'm just going to act like that's true. I'm going to take him at his word. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to answer that need and say, he'll supply all my needs. Act like it's true. Amen. That's all that, but all that's necessary to act on what God says is his word, we act on it. Amen. If we know God's word is true and act on it, it becomes truth in our life. It becomes a reality in our life. Many times people are trying to feel like their faith is strong. Mm. Just act. Just act. act. 
Amen. Act on the word you know. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, maybe it would help us instead of saying believe, maybe we could even actually help people by saying act on the word. Have faith in God or believe if we say act on the word. Let's say it this way. The just shall live by faith. We could say it this way. The just shall live by acting on the word. That helps us, doesn't it? Instead of trying to feel like I've got faith. Because what does that feel like? Because the devil will always tell you you don't have enough. (laughs) Always tell you, right? Uh, what about this? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without acting on the word, Come on, amen. it's impossible to, to please God. What about this? Um, he, um, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our acting on the word. Faith is an act. Smith Wigglesworth, it's recorded that on one occasion he would go out, well, not just one occasion, on different occasions, when he would go to, out into a congregation to minister in an auditorium, before he would even preach anything, before he would even minister to anybody, he would come out and he would walk to one side of the platform and he'd say, faith is an act. Mm-hmm. Then he'd walk to the other side and he'd say, faith is an act. Yeah. Then he'd walk back and forth and he'd say, faith is an act. What's he trying to do? He's trying to get someone act on the word. He'd start out his service that way. Somebody act on it. And he said, all of a sudden, they'd say all of a sudden, somebody would get what he's trying to get them to do. He's, they're saying they're waiting. They're waiting for maybe him to pray for them. And God's waiting for someone to act on the word. That's good. There's faith in your heart. Yes. You've got to get it out uh-huh. of your heart for it to benefit you. How do you get it out? Through what you say, yes. but also through what you do. Yes. Acting yeah. on the word. Yeah. Acting yeah. on the word. Amen. Sometimes people will act on the word trying to get faith. That's not how you get faith. Right. Faith right. comes by hearing. Right. Yes, then you become a doer of what you hear. And then you're not, you're not if I could say this, doing desperate acts trying to get God to do something for you, trying to force his hand. Amen. So faith is simply acting on the word and faith. You have to know what the word says so you can act on it. Amen. The greater one is on the inside of us. I said the greater one is on the inside of it. He's greater than sickness. He's greater than symptoms. He's greater than pain. He's greater than disease. If we will put our attention on the greater one, instead of having our attention on what's opposing us, then we'll step into that life of acting on the word. When we're not acting, it's because our attention is on something other than the word. Sometimes our attention is just so enthralled and so fixed on the need instead of fixed on what God says about the need. Amen. Amen. The greater ones on the inside. We don't have to figure out the answer. We just have to put the greater one to work for us. Amen. Put him to work for you. Talk about, in the face of pain, say, the healer's in me. The healer is in me. The healer is in me. 
The healer is in me. The healer uh, strengthens me. Instead of talking about how you can't do this with your body and you can't do that with your body. Uh, Focus on that he's in you. Uh, Dad Hagen used to say to us, and he's trying to check us because sometimes when we're faced with something, we treat the opposition like it's so uh, worthy of our attention. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he said, in listening to some Christians talk, you would think that the devil is a great big giant fella right. and that God's some itty bitty thing. No, greater is he that's in us. Greater is he. Since the greater one is in us, the lesser one is in the world. So sickness is a lesser flow than healing. Pain is a lesser flow than healing. Disease is a lesser flow than healing. Because anything that comes from God is greater. Anything that comes from God. Supply is greater than lack. Lack is a lesser flow. Poverty is a lesser flow than the supply of God, the provision of God, because anything that comes from the greater one is greater than any flow that the devil, that the devil manufactures. Amen. We have to learn this. All Christians, all we need to do is to learn to be be quick to act on the word, yeah. act on the word. What, what we do many times is we sit and reason. Do I have enough faith? Just act, just act. Keep feeding your faith and keep acting. Amen. Sometimes people think that they're behind in faith when they're really behind in acting. Some have just heard and heard and heard and they've not released their faith through what they're saying and what they're doing. Amen. Amen. But Jesus made this statement, he shall have whatsoever he saith. What is saying? It's one form of acting. When you're saying you are acting, it's one form of acting. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. We're learning. I said we're learning. We have to cooperate and do our part. Jesus says to all of us, what do you want me to do for you? We have to know what he will do for us and then call it, uh-huh. say it, yes. and expect what we, what we believe for to show up. Amen. 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 Yes. Well, it's been taking so long. Doesn't matter how long it takes. No. Doesn't Amen. matter how long That's it takes. Right. Amen. We believe. We believe. We're believers. Yes, we are. When thoughts of doubt come, talk to them. Yes. You don't have to try to get rid of doubt. Talk to it. Yes. Tell it to go. Don't try to outthink it. Many think they have to outthink it to try to, to in, an, in an attempt to get rid of it. Yes. You get rid of it by talking to it. Yes. I refuse to doubt. Yes. I refuse to disbelieve. Amen. Yes. Amen. I'm a receiver. I'm a believer. Amen. Amen. I believe the word. Yes. Well, praise the Lord. Thank God for his word. We're learning. Amen. I said we're learning, we're learning, we're learning. Yes. And we're learning how to be more skillful with our faith be doers of the word. Amen. 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 And until next time, we we want to invite you, make sure you join us. But until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In this classic book by Nancy Dufresne, The Healer Divine, we are presented with a study of the healings of Jesus. 
Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. We invite you to join us for our annual camp meeting here at World Harvest Church in Marietta, California. Speakers include Nancy Dufresne, Jesse Duplantis, Jerry Savelle, and Bill Winston. For more information, please visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.